It's the MC's Country Cafe Coaches Show with Jeff Blankman. Thank you very much, Lance, and good Saturday morning, everybody. Welcome here to the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. We'll talk football here. We're in short amount of time with Ryan Steinkamp of Camper and Craig Rowetter of Carroll. We'll also talk cross-country with Thomas Nelson, Carroll Volleyball with Michaela Clink, Kemper Volleyball with Rusty Wintermote, and Girls Swimming with Deb Danner. All that coming up shortly, but let's run through it. Last night's scoreboard, Class 3A. Let's start Class 1A, District 8. Kemper falls to Underwood last night, 28-20. to Knights will finish second in the district, Underwood with that win clinches the district championship. ESAC clinches a playoff berth last night with a 21-16 victory over West Monona. Trainer, they knock off Maple Valley Anthonota to a Charter Oak Ute 23-0. Now to Class 3A District 1. Carroll Falls to Sioux Center 25-0. MOC Floyd Valley over Boyden All Rock Valley 28-0. Sergeant Bluff Luton defeated a Helan 45-28. Class 1A District 2. South Central Calhoun rolls Belmont Clemmy 56-12. South Hamilton beats Eagle Grove 60-14. Woodward Granger knocks off Manson Northwest Webster 55-6. Class A District 8. IKM Manning falling to Ogden 39-20. Tri-Center beat Westwood to Sloan 40 to 24. Loma over Lawton Bronson 48-13 and Woodbury Central defeated at Missouri Valley 56-14. Eight-man District 1. Our Weaver game again last night with New Afonda was canceled. They'll take that as a forfeit. Uh, St. Mary's of Remsen beat Glidden Ralston 61-6. Kingsley Pearson over Siouxland Christian 75-34 and West Bend Mallard down to River Valley 57-12. Class or eight-man at District 10. Audubon over Woodbine 56-48. Coon Rapids Baird falls to Xyro Corn Kimbleton 51-14. Caminita defeated Booyer Valley 58 to 20 and West Harrison knocks off Griswold 52 to 16. We'll step away, take a break. We'll be back with a more of our MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. Ryan Steinkamp set to join us next right here on KCIM. It's that time of the year for comfort food and you can always count on MC's Cafe for just that along with fast friendly service. Whether you're stepping in for a rich cup of coffee or their delicious daily special. Stop in today and try a slice of homemade pie, a cup of soup, or their all-day breakfast. MC's Country Cafe, your stop for great food. Locally owned and operated for over 25 years, MC's is located on Highway 30 East in Carroll. Back here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show on this Saturday morning, talking right now with Ryan Steinkamp, the head coach for the Kemper Knights. They fall last night, played well, but uh, end up falling to number three, Underwood, 28-20, uh, to 20, the final score. Knights in this one all the way through, leading at halftime, 14-7, up 17-14 to 14 in the third quarter. Coach, I kind of asked you the same question last night at the end. Now you've had a little bit more time to think about it. You know, What do you take away from, from you know being right in the game, pushing uh, a team that was a top-five team to start the season? Um, you know, effort, you know, our kids, our kids never gave up, you know, we fought to the end too, you know, we wish some things would have came out differently, you know, made, made some mistakes, you know, offensive defense, but the, the kids, the kids battled, you know, <laughs> even with some of those things we made too, that we were, we, we had a chance at the end there to still make it happen. Got out to that quick seven to nothing lead defense come out, forced a couple of three and out. You guys scored on your first drive, able to run the ball. I think that was the thing that maybe caught some people off guard. Went straight up the middle with Logan Seaman. Mm -hmm. I loved it, the intensity I saw from your club early in the game. Yeah, they're they're fired up, you know. They and, they, and they you know and our guys they played hard the whole game. Uh, it's just I think their size started start wearing on us a little bit to, uh, towards uh, this, towards that second half a little bit. Talk about that because we mentioned that about the eight minute mark. I started to see in the fourth quarter. I started to see some hands on hips start to wonder if, if their size was starting to wear on you. Uh, it was, mm. was that because they went more to the running game, do you think, in the second half? Um, I, Maybe just a little bit. You know, I know that we have, we have 
uh, they had a little more, a little more depth than we did too. So switching mm-hmm. guys in and out too. But overall, you know, the guys, the kids played hard. You know, they we coached them up, and you know, they Underwood made adjustments too, and we had to make adjustments back and forth. It, it was, it was, kind of, it was definitely a chess <laughs> match type game. They got big plays. You guys seem to get more sustained drives here. I thought in the game for your, the scoring drives here tonight. Talk about how you felt like the offense played overall. Um, you know, overall pretty good. We saw some things that were there too. The lines got to be a little bit better. Just you know, um, on 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 fused plays. But one thing that I take away is just that you know we're able to make make some plays as well too. You know. Logan Siebenhaller goes down with an injury, comes back in, but kind of was gimpy. How much did that affect your offense, not having him in there? Tay's really good, but he's a, they're a different kind of running backs. Um, you know, it, it doesn't change a whole lot. You know, maybe a few things here or there, too, but he was still able to play defense, which is great because yep. um, we definitely noticed him when he wasn't out there on defense as well, too. Talk about up 14-7 at halftime. What did you guys talk about there at the halftime? Uh, I said, you know, 0-0. Like, I didn't want our kids to look at the scoreboard at all. We wanted to, you know, our goal was just win that second half. Um, and, you know, and went back and forth a little bit. But, you know, overall, the, the big plays caught up to us. Created three turnovers in the game last night. Talk about the defensive effort. Um, it was good. You know, the, the kids kept, you know, uh, minus those big plays, we, we kept the ball in front of us. And that was, that was our that was our kind of our goal there was it just kind of, you know, let let read, read the quarterback. You know, keep those routes in front of us. Don't try to undercut them. Um, things like that. You fall down 28 to, to, to 14. You get the ball. Or 28 17. Excuse me. You go down. You end up kicking a field goal to cut it to 28 20. Take us through the mindset because it pulls you within eight. and You tried the onside. Kick. Yeah, yeah. We just kind of was being fourth down. You know, I, I'm sure some people are probably a little confused on that. We know we watch yep. a, lot, a lot of football. You, you know, yep. you got you got to kick it, take the points. We're yep. making a one score a game, and you know it's a good onside attempt. You know, it's one, one of those deals. You get crazy play, and the kids, you know, they they were excited. They were excited to try, and you know, almost came up with it. Take us through that onside here, kick here uh, last night, like you said almost got it booth by April there I think it was Nelson able to reach up and grab it at the last second yeah uh, we kind of do, other than, you know, on the huddle we talked about like, what do you guys I kind of tell the kids like what do you like what do you want to do you know, we, t- we do it in practice quite a bit but you know that's game time what would you think and um, the kids went for it and, got, and you know great great effort by them coach last question for you playoffs coming up next week don't know who you play till later this morning does it matter to you guys and what's the mindset heading into the playoffs yeah you know it, you know this this was like a playoff type game in atmosphere too so we know that you know the mistakes we made this week we you know we're, we're going to fix them ready to go for next week and you know i think the, the kids are hungry though you know they're, they're, they're using they this game as fuel and you know i'm excited i'm excited for uh next week to get here well coach appreciate you joining us here for the mc country cafe coach you show enjoy the rest of the weekend we'll talk to you next week awesome thanks jeff you bet head coach again ryan steinkamp with the kemper knights again they fall last night 28 to 222 underwood we'll snap away craig rowetter set to join us next year on the mc country cafe coach you show The radiology department at St. Anthony Regional Hospital wants to remind you that October is National Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Breast cancer is the second most common cancer among American women, with skin cancer being the most common. One in eight women will have breast cancer in her lifetime. But here's the good news. There are over 3.8 million breast cancer survivors in the U.S. Screening mammograms save lives by early detection of cancer before any signs or symptoms begin. Breast cancers detected early are the most treatable and have the best outcomes. The American College of Radiology recommends annual mammograms beginning at age 40 for women under 40 Talk with your health care provider about your personal and family history to see if breast cancer screening should begin earlier. Please call the radiology department at 794-5202 to schedule your mammogram. We understand that life is busy and have extended hours until 7 p.m. each Wednesday in October for more flexible scheduling. Always look to the cross, always St. Anthony. Fall is upon us, and area motorists have begun to share the roadway with large farm equipment. Hi, this is Carroll County Sheriff Ken Pingree with a few safety reminders for this harvest season. Be patient and pass with care. 
allow a few extra minutes when traveling, slow your speeds when meeting large equipment, Farmers, please make sure all safety equipment is in good working order, and please remove all corn and bean heads when traveling on the roadways. This area is blessed to have the best farmers in the world who produce the grain and the meat that we all enjoy. So please slow down, be cautious, and let's all enjoy this fall. Greg Rowder joining us here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. Tigers last night traveling up to Sioux Center, and then up falling in a, in a tighter game than the final score indicates, 25 to nothing. that final last night. Coach, appreciate your time here on this Saturday morning. Yeah, you bet, Jeff. Thanks for having me on. Coach, up early after a long drive home last night, a cold ball game. Uh, you and I were chatting during the commercial break. This was a 12 nothing game going into the fourth quarter. So, as I said, a much closer game than that final score indicates. Yeah, it was kind of a slugfest. You know, it, um, it was, we got down 6 nothing in the in the first quarter, and um, it was 12 nothing and a half and carried that into the fourth quarter and actually we were down 12 nothing with then we had the ball at the 10 yard line going in um so really still anyone's game at that point and unfortunately we couldn't capitalize you know had a couple of miscommunications on a on an audible um where not everybody heard the right call and um you know didn't come away with any points there and that kind of uh hurt quite a bit and then they were able to get a longer drive in to go up 18 nothing and um you know and then the final one was just kind of a garbage time <laughs> touchdown we went for it on fourth and six from our own 20 so kind of a short field but no it was definitely a you know a, a close ball game throughout in a, in a physical one how physical of a game was this was it really defensive dominated in a way both offenses struggled or did you feel like the offenses moved the ball just couldn't capitalize a lot um, you know, I'd say the first half we it was more physical up front, and then not necessarily we we were pretty inconsistent on our offensive end. Um, but our defense held, you know, went kind of toe to toe with their run game. I mean, it was pretty obvious both teams wanted to run the ball, um, which we that's what we kind of anticipated coming in. But um, you know, I think and I'd have to double check one more time on the film. But I was talking with Coach Noggle on the bus ride home and I'm I'm pretty sure they only had one possession in the third quarter. We kinda um established the run coming out of halftime and uh, which was nice to see. Kids were kinda told us what they were confident in at halftime and um we were able to control a lot of the clock in that third quarter in the beginning of the fourth quarter, but unfortunately it doesn't do a whole lot of good when you don't come away with any points. How were you guys able to move the ball? What did you do that was effective there in the third and early to the fourth? Uh, we just buckled up and went to the that wishbone look and pounded it, you know, down at him. We had uh, Caden Peterson kind of led, you know, was our lead blocker there, and um, just because they were running, they ran that three-three stack. Um, so once we, you know, once we decided we could handle the nose guard without getting extra help, um, that enabled us to get a the guard up to one of those stack linebackers, and then Taden could lead up to the Mike backer. And, you know, we were getting four, four to five yards a shot there, but, which is exactly what we needed. Both Cooper and Reese running well in that then tonight? I uh, We actually used probably Reese running it a little more. <coughs> excuse me. Um, and we kind of helped use uh, Cooper as another uh, blocker. You know, Cooper's a little bit, a little more physical, um, so we snuck him in there behind Tayden kind of just for an extra body for um, blocking. And we did give, you know, Cooper had a couple, couple carries uh, 
yet too, but um, we just felt felt like with their the odd front and the stack backers, the more uh, guys we could get up in their lead block and the better. What stood out for you about the way the defense played tonight? And, and it sounds like they were pretty physical and matched that against the, the Sioux Center run game. But uh, what stood out for you? Anybody have a big game for you? Um, you know, all the, the linebackers, well, the, the D-line did the dirty work. Um, they were, you know, they were eating up uh, the front the front five from Sioux Center, and which let the linebackers kind of run free. And I thought we had a good game plan as far as, you know, based on formation, what Sioux Center had, how we were attacking it or what angles we were taking. And, um, you know, and unfortunately, like their first touchdown, it was just a, a missed, missed tackle on our on our side. We had a, you know, on, on, on paper, it was drawn up one for one, and they just they got around um, our outside, and, and that's how they scored. But Overall, you know, I think it was a, a pretty a pretty decent group effort on defense. They were swarming to the ball, and um, like I said, outside of a, a couple of missed tackles there that um, cost us kind of in the in the first half, they they all pretty much um, were pretty had a pretty good night. Did they stay with their run game most of the night, or did they end up throwing the ball at some point? Uh, yeah, for the most part, you know, they they stuck with the run game. They had they hit us with one. Um, one decent throw, you know, early first half. Um, they got him down close to the end zone, um, but then the defense held. And but overall, you know, I thought in, in the secondary wise, we we pretty much were, um, you know, with with their receivers. And then, you know, we we were able to get a little pressure. They they didn't have all day to throw by any means. You know, Dominic Sims. Um, I know he had a sad sack for sure maybe two um but he was kind of given charge up front so they, they couldn't just sit back and throw coach uh, what were you telling the guys at halftime down 12 to nothing um you know we were a little disappointed honestly right right from the you know kind of it, it felt like we had we had plenty of excuses um <laughs> it sounded like we were a young team in that first half and so we kind of reiterated to them that it's it's week eight you know there's not there, there are. Yeah, you might be a sophomore, but there's no. You're a varsity football player now. So we kind of um, had a little tough love there at halftime, as far as eliminating excuses and um, you know focusing on what we could do. And like I said, that's when we just flat out asked the offensive line, "What you know? What do you see, or what do you think is working for us?" And they, you know, they thought we could run our ISO and our pullback dive, and so that's what. We came out and, like, and like I said, we controlled the the clock a whole third quarter, um, and unfortunately, just did, didn't capitalize with any points. Coach, uh, now pretty much eliminated from the playoffs, but have a, a game left, so still something to play for. You know, for you guys in week nine, get a chance to to maybe kind of have a voice in, in how that playoff pairings look uh, with uh, Sergeant Bluff Luton coming to town on Friday night. Yeah, we you know we talked to him at the end end of the game um, last night, and it, yeah, our you know playoffs were on the outside looking in. Now there's you know it's it's out the door. So the biggest thing right now, sitting four and four, is five and four looks a lot better than four and five. Yep. You know to and especially with you know our group of seniors, they uh, like I said, there's not a lot of them, but um, you know the ones that have stuck it out, they they have a lot of pride, and um, you know I think we'll get. We'll 
have a good week of practice and be ready to work. And, um, you know, I've been impressed with we've, – we've held together really well um, so far this year, and that's a big credit to the seniors. And um, I don't anticipate that being any different going into this last week. Coach, what are you expecting to see from Sergeant Bluff next Friday? Uh, Chuck and Duck. They, <laughs> they, they return. You know, they – I – I thought they were kind of the preseason favorite for the district, um, and that's with their quarterback, who was a returning, you know, I think he was second team all state um, last year, and probably had an argument to for first team. But I think they'll, uh, you know, they'll kind of spread us out and, and throw it around, and that does open up. They have a sophomore running back that's pretty decent, um, and the quarterback runs too. But so we'll definitely, you know, we can't over pursue because the quarterback is. I mean, he might be their best runner, to be honest, but um, he also has a really good arm. So we could we could use some wind and 30-degree uh, temps. I wouldn't be <laughs> disappointed um, on Friday, but I'm guessing that's what we'll see. And defensively from them, they, you know, they play a – they have a couple of good defensive linemen. Um, usually they sit in the forefront kind of with one – middle linebacker patrolling and then they'll they'll play a really high two safety shell you know just to keep everything in front of them um so we'll look to you know we probably won't be able to take the top off but we'll have to work some of the intermediate stuff and you know again like usual try to get that run game going well coach we appreciate you joining us here this saturday morning uh best of luck coming up uh next week and look forward to catching up with you and talking more about that game coming up next week you bet, Jeff. Appreciate it. Go Tigers. Head coach Craig Rowetter again with the Carroll Tiger football team. We'll stop away. We'll talk cross-country. Thomas Nelson, he's waiting to join us next year on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. It's that time of the year for comfort food, and you can always count on MC's Cafe for just that, along with fast, friendly service. Whether you're stepping in for a rich cup of coffee or their delicious daily special, stop in today and try a slice of homemade pie, a cup of soup, or their all-day breakfast. MC's Country Cafe, your stop for great food. Locally owned and operated for over 25 years, MC's is located on Highway 30 East in Carroll. MC Country Cafe Coaches Show on this is Saturday morning. Jeff Blankman talking right now with Thomas Nelson, the head cross-country coach for the Kemper Knights, who had a really good week on Thursday as they ran at the Hawkeye 10 Conference Meet down at Harlan. And Coach, appreciate you joining us here this morning. It's always great to be here. Coach, we're going to start with the boys this week. Uh, fourth place finish overall, 118 points. Uh, you had two guys top 15, Ryan North 10th and, and Jacob Graving 13th, and then Fletch Bating was 28th, Thomas Potabom 33rd, Dayton Weederen finished in 34th place is the five guys that, that scored for you. But uh, all of the runners on the boys' side uh, ran PRs this year, so it uh, sounds like uh, about as good a day as you could have had uh, potentially down there. Yeah, uh, we had a phenomenal day. Uh, the kids did a really good job. You know, it was our coldest meet so far. It was our windiest meet so far. Um, and, and so I told them before the race started, hey, there's, there's going to be plenty of guys who have excuses to run slower than they have in the past or this or that, you know, doesn't feel good. Um, but you guys just got to keep doing you and continue our trend to having great races. And, and they really followed through on it. I thought we competed uh, great from start to finish. And then that's why we had so many PRs. It sounded like you, you kind of talked to the guys, not just about the times that they could run, but kind of set goals on, on who did they needed to kind of to compete with, and, and that, that helped out maybe a little bit on Thursday? 
Yeah, uh, we've really fallen into, uh, you know, running Harlan, Atlantic, Denison. We've seen a lot of these Hawkeye 10 teams in the last month. Um, and, and our goal with that is knowing that we're going to see them at this Hawkeye 10 meet, and then we'll see a lot of them next week at districts. So our, our kids had very clear goals of uh, who on what team they're trying to finish ahead of to get our best possible team uh, ranking. Um, and, and having that visualization of like, hey, at mile two, I know my kid is, you know, 50 meters ahead of me and I'm going to go get them um, ha- has worked really well for us, uh, especially for, you know, the three freshmen, uh, Fletch, Thomas, and Dayton. Uh, they do an incredible job of that. That two-mile Mike mark kind of turning uh, on uh, their hunting skills, I'd say, and, and going in and running down those kids and making sure they place ahead of them. Coach, uh, for both Ryan and, and Jacob, how does this help them coming up Wednesday when you guys head to Glenwood, um, you know, for the uh, state qualifying meet? Well, Ryan, you know, his goal all year in Jacobs is too, and I, I think we see it next week, is to get below that 17-minute mark. Um, and that, that's a, if they're below that, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be going to uh, the state meet uh, in all likelihood. Um, and they both got closer than that in running their PRs. But the big, biggest thing is, you know, they saw a ton of kids who are at our district meet, um, and, and we can really game out kind of now exactly how that should play out as long as we bring the best version of, of ourselves. And those guys uh, do that very consistently. Um, they both, you know, they had just like our guys in the back kind of targets the guys to get, and, and they both achieved that. So uh, I, I think they'll both be feeling very confident heading into uh, Glenwood uh, on next Wednesday, um, and it should lead to uh, hopefully, you know, more results like this next week. And for the younger guys uh, getting into a conference meet, you guys are in big meets all year, but the conference one always a little bit probably different mentally uh, and stuff. How much do you think that helped prepare them for what they might see on Wednesday as well? You know, um, our, our freshmen, uh, all four of them, you know, they're, they're really built different. Uh, there, were, there were six freshmen last night in the top 35, uh, and we had three of them, and we were the only team with multiple ones. Um, and they, they were uh, the three, four, and five freshmen uh, in that top 35. Um, so, you know, what they've been doing all, all season really is exceptional. Um, and, and I think they're starting to really, you know, realize that I think for some of them it's kind of like, you know, I go out, I run, you know, that's just I've always kind of been good at running, but they're just starting to realize, you know, what their potential is um, and, and how special what they're doing is. These guys are fearless. Um, so I, I know, you know, they might be going, you know, maybe normally I get 28, but we're going to Glenwood uh, and that's a fast course. And I'm going to go out and I might try to stick it, you know, 20 or 19 and, and see what I can do. Uh, just going downhill the last about three quarters miles is downhill there. Um, you know, they can just lean forward and let it go. And, um, I, I fully expect all those guys to really try to, you know, even though they PR'd, uh, today, yesterday, uh, to really try to uh, go about 15, 20, even 30 seconds faster on Wednesday. Coach, let's jump over to the girls, finished in seventh place. Um, you had Marie Day in fifth, uh, Julia Canney 16th, uh, Julia Craig 53rd, Kasaya Jansen 57th, and Sophie Tidgren finished up in 59th place. A really good day. Sounded like Marie really kind of attacked things, and, and Julia maybe had one of her best runs here as the last couple of weeks. Yeah, Marie and Julia, you know, just both had phenomenal runs. All our varsity girls, you know, again, they all ran their best race of the season, um, which is, again, pretty pretty phenomenal to have, you know, all varsity boys and girls runners just ran their best race yesterday. Uh, it's it's great. Um, Marie uh, had her goals of ha- hanging out with two Atlantic girls uh, for most of the race and then, you know, seeing who can finish uh, at the end. 
uh, in the end, they got her, but she ends up with fifth and with a, a massive PR at 1942. She cuts you know, over 20 seconds off her last time. Uh, at, at the beginning of the season, we were talking about getting her into the 20s, um, and now she's at 1942. So uh, she just ran a phenomenal race and, and is going to have all the confidence in the world uh, going into the district meet. And, and a lot of the girls, you know, the girls that end up ahead of her in this race, you know, they're all ranked in the top 30 and two and 3A. Um, so, so she's, you know, the people who are ahead of her are, are pr- pretty, uh, pretty big runners in, in the state of Iowa. So, and, and she is too, and that's just great. Uh, Julia, you know, finished 16th, uh, runs her best time. We had a, a whole range of people, you know, all, all the way from kind of 14 to 35 of kids that she had beat in some races and kids who had uh, beat her in some races. And, and she knew that. She got out and she competed and make sure, made sure she was at the very front of that pack. Um, and I, I think that's going to help her a lot coming into next week, realizing, hey, like I, I'm, not, I'm not a 25, 30 runner. Uh, I should be up there in the teens, and I'm going to go and put myself in a position to try to get that, you know, coveted 14, 15, 13, 14, 15 spot next week um, and get a trip to state. And both of those really looking good for that. How does this course lay out for those two at Glenwood, for Marie and for Julia? You know, um, our, our kids, when they heard we were going to Glenwood, uh, were, were elated. <laughs> they, they they ran there last year for the conference meet. It sounds like everyone really liked it. Um, it's a very fast course, Marie, you know, and, and the boys all talked about it as, hey, this is where I ran my fastest time last year. Um, so our, our kids are really excited to get to go down there. And, and I think, you know, uh, having run it last year, uh, they're going to feel familiar with it. We're going to get down there nice and early to allow them, you know, to, to walk over it again. Um, and I, I think they're, they're going to find, you know, since they're st- such strong runners that they're going to be able to really use uh, the hills to their advantage. Um, and, and I think it's a course they'll do very well on. Well, Coach, congratulations on a great job on Thursday down at Harlan uh, and outstanding finishes for everybody. Best of luck coming up at Glenwood uh, on Wednesday at the state qualifying meet, and we look forward to talking to you again next week. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend. You bet. Head Coach Thomas Nelson again, the head cross-country coach with the Kemper cross-country team. We'll step away back from more from the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show coming up next year on KCIM. Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Jefferson presents Lone Star. Every little thing that you do. Lone Star. I'm already there. Don't make a sound. Friday, October 21st. Legendary artist, Lone Star. It's Lone Star at Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Jefferson. Get your tickets now at the Iowa Store or wildroseresorts.com. Hi, I'm Taylor Nelson, Therapies Director at Manning Regional Healthcare Center. I want to remind everyone that physical therapy is not just for those recovering from a surgery, but it's also commonly used to treat lower back, neck, or joint pain, as well as recovering from a stroke. Here at MRHC, we evaluate, diagnose, and treat a wide range of acute and chronic conditions in people of all ages and abilities. We pride ourselves in individualized care to give you the tools and knowledge to treat your own condition. Appointments can be made by calling 712-655-8298. MC Country Cafe Coaches Show here on 1380 AM, 95.1 FM KCIM. Michaela Clank, the head volleyball coach with the Carroll Tigers, joining us here as the Tigers wrapped up the regular season earlier this week and head into the postseason coming up on Tuesday. We'll talk about that postseason matchup coming up here in just a moment. But first, Coach, appreciate you joining us. Uh, how's the weekend going for you guys so far? 
Good. Um, it's a nice break after a busy week. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't realize that uh, as teachers and coaches, you guys had conferences this week and stuff, which makes things busier. Just the one volleyball match, and it had to be a road match. You guys headed over to ADM on a Tuesday night. Uh, ended up falling 3-0, and but uh, you and I chatted that night in the post-game interview, talked with a couple of the girls in some interviews. Everybody felt really well and really good, I, I think, about the way uh, the team went out and played on Tuesday. Yeah, even though it was a loss, um, it didn't feel like we were down. There was a lot of um, sets where we were just back and forth, and then ADM ended up winning the point. Um, but we were making great digs. Our hitters were on. Um, it's always nice when we can end the night with a positive hitting percentage. That's been kind of our goal, and it just seemed like everything was clicking and we were relaxed. And you mentioned that you guys had a lead in every one of the sets uh, and were within either a leading or, you know, down one or two points, you know, the mid part to two thirds of the way through each of those sets. So what stood out for you a little bit? Let's start with set one. Ended up losing that one 25-15, but it was a 15-13 set at what point? What was working well for you, do you think, in set one? Um, I think when our passes are on, then we're able to do more with the ball. Um, and then they were just flowing well, and our hitters, we've been really working on placing the ball when they're off instead of just swinging um, as hard as they can, and just everything was clicking that we've been working on. Who do you think's been doing well making that adjustment and placing the ball? Um, I think Shay Sennard that night really stood out to me um, because she's a really strong power hitter, um, but sometimes you just can't – swing away and she's been really dialing in uh, finding those open spots on the court. I remember her saying that they were trying to block her cross so, so she ended up kind of adjusting to that. Have you seen this team kind of grow in that ability this season to, to be able to make those adjustments on the fly like that? Yeah yeah they have. Um, we have a lot of athletic girls. Um, may not be like strictly volleyball girls um, but they're able to make those adjustments. Took a lead in set two as well. Um, what was the difference, maybe, do you think, that allowed ADM, to, especially sets one and two, they pulled away a little bit kind of late in those sets. What was the difference, do you think? Yeah, definitely those long volleys back and forth. Uh, we had a lot of great digs um, and a lot of great block touches, um, but they were able to, in the end, just win those long volleys, and then they added up. Got better each set, uh, ended up uh, a tight set in, in set number three. You talked a little bit about the block there that night. Uh, ended up having nine of them that night. Um, Olivia Rowetter and, and Shea Sennard each with three. What were they doing so well uh, at the net defensively? Um, Shea Sennard's really been working on um, setting up um, a strong block, adjusting to the hitter. Like if they're hitting cross, then she's going to take away um, try to take away that cross. And then Olivia's been really good at closing that block um, and getting out to the pin. What were you guys trying to take away from ADM the other night with the block? Where were you trying to force them to? Um, at first they were killing us on our cross, um, and then so we took that away, and then they started hitting our line, um, and then we adjusted to that, and then um, they started tipping, and we were there. Um, so I think we really got them frustrated a little bit. 
I felt you guys had the advantage when you looked at uh, overall statistics coming in that night uh, in the serve area. Um, they ended up, I, I think, maybe having one of their better nights of serving. Uh, how did you feel like you guys served, and how do you feel I feel like you guys serve received that night? Yeah, I think they did great with both. Um, we ended the night with just one missed serve, um, which is a lot better than we have been doing. Um, just that consistency, if you can get the ball over it, gets you in play but if you miss that serve it takes you right out of the game um and then that serve received we had a lot of three passes right to our setter um and our back row was just communicating really well coach uh, what do you take away from as you said here earlier maybe the best you guys have played all season with the postseason coming up on tuesday yeah you know i asked the girls like did you do something different for um pre-game and um, they said that they had a more relaxed mental pregame, so I think that might be more of our jam. Um, and they just went in. They knew that we were um, on the lower half of the conference, so there was no pressure. Um, so we're trying to go into every other game um, with that same mindset. What's been the focus in practice uh, You know, to end this week, and what were you guys focused on Monday heading into the Storm-like matchup? Yeah, um, the end of the week after the game, we really focused on just tuning up our skills, um, and hitting our spots um, today or um, Friday, we had um, more of a tougher practice. Um, so if we go in the five sets, then we're ready to um, play hard the entire time. Stormlight comes in four and eighteen. You saw them earlier this year. Didn't get to play them, but they were at the tournament that you guys hosted. They went two and one that day. So two of their four victories. What do you know about this team? Yeah, we know that they play tough. They can beat teams, um, even if um, they don't pull out that match win, um, but they're able to take sets from good teams. Um, their sets are a little higher, um, so our blockers have to be able to adjust back to a higher set um, and not be late on those um, with waiting for them. Um, and then we're just going to try to find their openings and pick on their weaknesses. Coach, what did you think of the pairings uh, when they were released last week uh, on Friday uh, for you and the girls? Do you, you feel like you got a pretty good run here in the postseason? Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised um, that we were able to host that first round. That's always an advantage to um, play in your home court. Um, and then also we've seen North Polk. So when we win on um, Tuesday night, um, we'll be able to play North Polk um, and hopefully get some revenge on them since they've um, beat us twice already. Well, Coach, we wish you the best a lot coming up on Tuesday night. I'll see you out there for that one. So enjoy the weekend. Appreciate the time here today. All right. Thank you. You bet. Head Coach Michaela Klink again with the Carroll Tiger volleyball team. Again, they host Storm Lake coming up on Tuesday night. We'll be back with more from the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show here on KCIM. Olson's Outdoor Power, your one-stop service and equipment shop. With Harvest now in full swing, you've got some steering wheel time and have probably started thinking about what equipment your farm needs in 2023. Olson's Outdoor Power has what you need. Utility vehicles like the Polaris Ranger and Can-Am Defender for picking up rocks in the field, shuttling equipment, or driving down to the pasture. Wilson Livestock Trailers, Aeroquip, Headgates, Chutes, Alleys, and Tubs for working cattle. H&H Trailers for moving your skid loader or cleaning up brush piles. Chainsaws from steel and Echo to make those brush piles and commercial-grade mowers from Dixie Chopper and Xmark to keep those bin sites and hog buildings looking great. No matter what you're looking for, when you finally crawl out of the cab of your combine, tractor, or semi this fall, stop in and see us. 
Olson's Outdoor Power, your one-stop service and equipment shop with locations in Atlantic and Carroll. Olson's Outdoor Power, your one-stop service and equipment shop. It's a fuel saver extravaganza at your Carroll High V. Right now, earn 25 cents off per gallon with every $50 of purchase. Not a fuel saver member yet? No worries, it's free. Grab a card at the High V customer service desk or download the High V mobile app to sign up. Rusty Wintermount, the head volleyball coach for the Camber Knights, joining us here on this Saturday morning here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. And, Coach, always good to catch up with you. Appreciate you coming in today. I tell you what, it's kind of a strange morning. I don't have to talk to you and run somewhere <laughs> or talk to you on a, on a bus. So, yes, good morning. Yeah. It is a, a good end of the week and great beginning of the weekend. Yeah, so. just hard to believe that the end of the regular season yeah. here already, and that's why you guys aren't off at a tournament today. In South Central, Kowloon's playing in one today at Winterset, but most of the team's kind of wrapping up that regular season earlier this week. Coach, we do got to bounce back to last weekend here briefly, but we're going to talk first. Got to go to Thursday night. You guys hosted Sergeant Bluff Luton, uh, ended the regular season with a hard-fought 3-2 to two victory, um, jumped up 2-0. And then just kind of struggled, I thought, in set three, played better late set four, used that momentum to go out and, and dominate, really, set five. Yeah, well, I think the, the theory was they wanted to get in one more game uh, <laughs> or two more games uh, just because they know they weren't playing until next Wednesday. I kind of joked with them about that. But also, too, it helped the concession stand sales. So, yep. But, yeah, you know, when we started that match – and we started out well, and we, we were doing the things that we needed to do. Their number one hitter, we, we were trying to take her away, but we knew she was going to get her shots. Uh, but we were, we were doing a good job of, of covering the cross um, kills, uh, the attacks. Right. We were getting there, and we, but we weren't getting a lot of touches. I think they made more mistakes that allowed us to kind of yep. build that point spread. I could feel it going kind of a little bit south in game two. Um, yep. In a sense that we weren't doing the small little things because we talked about it at uh, Friday's Friday morning's practice is that um, we were two different teams in games two, three, or actually three, four, most of four, and then and what I mean by that is that we became we're not a good passive team. So when we're passive, we yep. casually get into things. When we're aggressive. We move quicker. Yep. So I, that was a discussion amongst the team on how we have to be, even if we have to free ball, because that happens, we have to be the aggressive coming and getting ready because the next possibility, the next three opponents, especially Underwood coming up, and I'm assuming Underwood, but Panorama could be right there too, uh, is that they're going to have enough of a front line that they're going to continually have someone that can bring it back when we have to save it back. So we had to, Friday morning, we worked on our ability to, cover on free balls when we had to send it over how quickly can we get to it and then how do we rotate from there so that to me was the in my mind mentally was a difference and and uh so and then when we got to game five it was okay here you know we talked in game four all right we're down i think we were down four or five on the timeout i don't remember what it was and, and i said however this game ends a win a loss let's prepare for the next game Okay, so if we come out and we can play strong like we're capable of, be the aggressor, bring it close, we lose it, we lose it. They were just better than us at that time. But we're preparing for that next game, whether or not it's game five or it's game one on the next on regionals. Find a way to do it because our hitters struggled in games two and three. Passing was good. Right. Setting was good. Uh, the hitters struggled. And it wasn't just one. It was all of them. 
And we had to challenge them and let them know that this game rides on. Really, I felt the game rode on how they perform. Keep it in control, but be aggressive with your control. And then let's go from there. Get more touches, get more blocks. And we certainly did in game five. And that was the team at the end of the night that we talked is that that's the team we have to see here moving forward. We can't have those lulls that we have like it was we're tired. I know you're tired physically. Many 39 ball games or matches can be a long season. Uh, but as one of them said, Coach, we're going to be a, we're, we're excited now for the postseason. And we're going to move on. And so that was some captains talking about that because they had a conversation themselves in the locker room with the players. So right. this team is starting to become accountable for each other. And you can see it on the court because they like each other and they they hold their head high to each other and they don't bicker. Right. I mean, they may, but I just don't see it. But they're a fun group to, that has evolved through the season. So. Coach, we'll bounce back briefly to last Saturday. You won the Hampton-Dumont tournament, beat Webster City twice in pool play, and then in the championship knocked off Janesville, South Harden. You beat some good teams. Just as a whole, what did winning that tournament mean for this team late in the season, do you think? Well, this late in the season, it is to me what, what uh, Ashland and Sophie said, said it best to me is they said, uh, we haven't won this tournament in a while. And she goes, Coach, it wasn't about winning the tournament. It was about winning against teams that are traditionally strong yep. to show that we could actually we can compete with them um, because that's what they've had to battle most of the season. Can we compete because they're a young team? And coming away with the championship, um, they were excited for it, but they were more excited for the things that they accomplished within that tournament, beating the Janesville because we know Janesville's traditionally. Now, right. they may be down a little bit as far as their record, but the opponents they played, Waverly, Shell Rock, all those traditional powerhouses over on yep. the east side, they have played within 2-1, Union, you know, 3-2. Yep. So they've played some nice competition. And for us to go out and play against them and win 2-0 really showed that the girls that they can be the, the will, they can be the person that, that they have been developing into. And then uh, Webster City played really well. But the other game, I think, really turned their emotions was being was beating South Harden yep. for a second time because again that was that first loss of the season, and they've always wanted that rematch. The only rematch we didn't get that they wanted was Rolling Story, right? And but that's okay. They they really were a fun team to watch against South Harden. Um, a lot of things were clicking. Uh, we didn't give up too many runs because South Harden is again plays at a very tough conference. Yep, and uh, they gave us everything we could for for that. Uh, you know we. Handle things in game one. Game two was a back and forth. Anybody could have won it. We didn't play poorly. Right. Uh, but game three was one of those. We came out strong again. And it seems like that deciding set um, has always been something that we've hung our hat on, which has been nice. Right. So I told the girls, if you have to go five all the time, as long as it's a win, we'll, you may give us heart attacks, but we'll take it. <laughs> but, no, the tournament was more about, yeah, we're glad we won it because they've, they've, they, we haven't done it for a little while. Right. But the accomplishment they had within themselves facing good teams was probably the biggest factor of anything coming out of that. 
Well, Coach, I tell you what, looking forward to uh, Wednesday night or, yeah, Wednesday night. Um, I'll be out there to cover your guys' match against uh, either Underwood or, as you said, Panorama. So appreciate you coming in today uh, and looking forward to seeing you guys. Congrats on a great regular well, season. Thank you very much. Thanks for your time. And you are good luck. So you and Tyler are good luck when you come. So yeah. let's keep it going. Absolutely. Head Coach Rusty Wintermode again with the uh, Kimberdite Volleyball Team back with more from the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show here on KCIM. During Breast Cancer Awareness Month, the Crawford County Memorial Hospital recognizes the importance of early detection and regular screening. Just one appointment could save a life. Learn more about their mammography services and get scheduled today by calling 265-2561. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using Upside, the free app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back just for buying the gas I was going to buy anyway. But is it a hassle to use? No, it's super fast and easy, and I can cash out whenever I want. That's a total no-brainer. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code PLAY for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's promo code PLAY. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code PLAY for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code PLAY. Deb Danner, the head swim coach for the Carol Girls, joining us here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. And Coach, as always, good to catch up with you. Yeah, it's always good to be here. You bet. Coach, you guys kind of had a slow start to the season as far as the amount of meets, but things have picked up three over a five-day stretch, I know, including uh, two this uh, last week. Last weekend, uh, you guys uh, headed it down uh, to, uh, or I should say up uh, to uh, Sioux City, or the Johnston Invite, excuse me, on, on last Saturday. Uh, ended up sixth on that day with 66 points, but it looked like uh, had a really good day swimming. Yeah, um, the girls did really good there. Uh, we had a couple of finishes that were up up in the top ten, and, and the girls, uh, they did a great job. They they swam hard. Um, you know, we, we swam against the top three teams in the state, so um, that was quite the thing for them. Uh, you know, the, it, it's a little intimidating, but, you know, they handled it very well, so, you know, I'm really proud of their efforts. And, and I always mention where the team finishes. That's just a habit, Coach. But with a small team this year, it's not really where, where the team finishes. It's kind of how the individuals and the relays themselves go out and swim, correct? Right. We're we're not real concerned about how we place um, at meets. Um, you know, with the eleven girls, it's it's tough. You can't put you can't put together a full varsity lineup. So you know, we're we're going to lose some meets, and and that's the way it is. It, it's you know, you want to win meets, but that's the way it is. You know, we just look at where they're placing, what their times they're looking like. Um, you know, the the end goal here is to make it to state. So um, you, that's basically what we look for is their times. And you were telling me before, you know, during the break before we went on air here this morning that, uh, you know, the times right now sitting about where they were last year, so everybody in pretty good shape at this point of the season. Right, yeah, you know, the the times are looking very similar to last year, so, um, you know, that makes me very hopeful that we'll have a few few uh, events make it to state, so, you know, that's, that'll be 
fun for those girls, and yeah, we'll we'll see how the rest of the season goes. Let's talk that 200 freestyle relay. You guys did take fourth uh, at Johnston last weekend uh, with Emma Myers, Natalie Kent, Haley Burns, and Amelia Holt. A 147-14. How did they swim for you last weekend? Yeah, they did great. Um, they they knew what they needed to do. They went out. They swam as hard as they could. Um, you know, they they swam some really good times. So, you know, I'm I'm not worried about how that relay is going to end up. You know, we we got you know, a 25, a couple of 26s and, and a 28. So that's not, a, that's not bad. It's, it's, you know, once we uh, hit our taper, those times will drop. So um, they'll look even better then. What did you guys take away from the competition you saw on, on Saturday uh, into your meet Tuesday? That's when you went up to Sioux city. Uh, Sioux city looks fairly strong this year. Yeah. Uh, Sioux city's doing very well this year. They're in 14th. So, um, yeah, it, that was another meet where, you know, they, they knew they had to step it up a little bit and, and try and swim harder. And, um, you know, they they know this is what the competition is going to be like when it comes for district and state. So, you know, it's, it's always good to kind of get a feel for that ahead of time. Emma Myers had a good day up in Sioux City. Uh, took first in the 50 freestyle uh, for one of her individual events. Also won the 100 breaststroke. How's she swimming at this point of the year? Oh, yeah. She, she's just right on track right now. Um, well, of course, would you like to see faster? Absolutely, yes. But she's right on track. She, she's doing a great job. Um, you know, I, I have a lot of faith in her, so I, I feel like um, – She's going to do great when it comes to districts. Who else maybe stood out for you uh, on Tuesday up there at Sioux City? Yeah, you know, I mean, all the girls are doing well. Uh, Haley Burns had a really good meet. She went a one double O in her hundred freestyle um, last year. She was at a fifty nine high, so she's she's right on track. She's right there where where she should be. So yeah, you know, and and, and she does a great job. Just just swimming, um, you know, anything I put her in. So. She she's a great addition to this team, um, and she'll be part of our relays. So, I uh, she'll she'll be doing really well for us. And coach, I know Kasia Jansen kind of bouncing back. Uh, you guys, she had uh, dro- time drops in the two hundred and five hundred freestyles last Saturday. So, how's the season coming along for Kasia doing both cross country and also swimming? It's a lot to handle. Um, <laughs> she's doing a great job. You know, I mean. Swimming hard, and, and, you know, this is her first year swimming, so I don't have anything to compare it to. But, I mean, she's doing a great job. You know, she's a cross-country runner, and, and she does great there, too. Um, you know, cross-country runners tend to be really good distance swimmers, so, you know, we just keep throwing her in those events, and uh, she's been doing really good for us. She just keeps dropping time, and, um, you know, we, I'm not sure how she'll taper, but... I can imagine she'll she'll do very well. Coach, uh, the busyness continues uh, for you and the girls. You, you head down to, to Lewis Central coming up today. Uh, you're on the road right now for the, the Lewis Central invite. Then you're back down there on Tuesday uh, to TJ. So uh, what's the meet look like today? Generally, this is a pretty strong meet. Yeah, it, um, you know, we've seen all of these teams already, so we know what we're up against. Um, It'll be a great meet. We've got Lewis Central, Huntsville State Blanken, uh, Sioux City, Spencer, us, Atlantic. Um, so it, it'll be a, a good meet. It'll 
you know, it, we know where they swim well. We know where they don't swim as well. So hopefully, uh, you know, we can pair up real well and, and uh, pull off some wins. Well, enjoy the travel time between here and the Omaha Council Bluffs area here a bunch over the next couple of days, and, and hopefully you'll, you'll see some different sights on the trip each time. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Head coach Deb Danner joining us here at the MC Country Cafe Coaching Show. Deb, thank you very much, and have a great weekend, and good luck today. Yes, thank you. You too. You bet. Head coach Deb Danner again here on the MC Country Cafe Coaching Show, back with more right after this on KCIM. It's that time of the year for comfort food, and you can always count on MC's Cafe for just that, along with fast, friendly service. Whether you're stepping in for a rich cup of coffee or their delicious daily special, stop in today and try a slice of homemade pie, a cup of soup, or their all-day breakfast. MC's Country Cafe, your stop for great food. Locally owned and operated for over 25 years, MC's is located on Highway 30 East, in Carroll. We are back to wrap up the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show on this uh, Saturday morning. Thanks to Mark and everybody again down at MZ's for hosting this show every week and letting us, you know, come in and, and talk to the coaches and stuff. We do this, of course, all fall and winter sports season long. Thanks to our coaches as well. We talked with Ryan Steinkamp from the Kemper football team again. They are the two seed in their district. They have qualified for the playoffs. I talked with Coach Craig Rowetter from the Carroll Tigers. Um, they'll wrap up their season coming up next week with that home game against Sergeant Bluff Luton. We talked with Thomas Nelson of the Kemper Cross Country Team. They'll run uh, down at Glenwood on Wednesday in the state qualifying meet looking to get maybe the boys team, probably two boys for sure, maybe the boys team. A couple of girls got a really good chance to make it to the state uh, meet uh, coming the following weekend. So it was fun getting a chance to talk with Coach Nelson this morning. Michaela Klink from the Carroll Volleyball Team joined us. They start their playoff push at home Tuesday night against Storm Lake. Played maybe their best match of the season uh, the other night over at ADM. Talked with the Rusty Wintermote of the Kemper Knights. Of course, uh, they wrapped up their regular season. Uh, they're awaiting the winner of Underwood and Panorama. They'll host them on Wednesday night. Uh, that Underwood and Panorama game Monday night, and then Kemper opens up their playoff push. They're playing really, really well right now. Won the Hampton Dumont Tournament a week ago, so uh, fun talking to Coach again. And Deb Danner joined us. They're on the road down to Lewis Central this morning. And it was fun having Deb join us here this morning as well. So, again, thanks to all the coaches coming in and talking with us uh, here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. Coming up today in local sports, a lot of things just getting ready to get underway here. Uh, South Central Calhoun Volleyball is at the Winter Set Tournament. We've got uh, Arweva, Coon Rabbits Baird, Glidden Ralston, and Peyton Chardin at the Rolling Valley Conference Tournament over at West Harrison. That starts at 9.30 this morning. That Winter Set Tournament with South Central Calhoun will begin at 9 o'clock. Mentioned Carol Girls Swimming, they're headed down to Lewis Central for their invite today. That'll start at noon. Cross country just getting underway here at 9 o'clock. Twin Lakes Conference meet up in Gallery, ESAC in South Central Calhoun. Girls and boys are going to be running there. Now, again, we know that we have four teams in the playoffs. We've got Kemper, we've got ESAC County, South Central Calhoun, and Audubon. Kemper will host. We're not for sure where yet or 
maybe what day. If they can get it moved maybe to Thursday or Saturday, they might be able to play here in town, and that would be cool. Uh, we'll have it covered for you no matter what. Um, we've got South Central Calhoun and Audubon as three seeds. They'll be on the road. Esac County, a four seed. They'll be on the road. Playoff pairings not going to be released again until 10 o'clock this morning, so we'll let you know what those playoff pairings are and where we're going for the games that we are covering coming up uh, with the first round of the playoffs this coming Friday. We will have the Carroll home game with Sergeant Bluff Luton on Friday night. We'll have that for everybody here on KCIM. Tom Hawkap uh, will have the broadcast uh, coming up on Friday night. And again, that'll be here on KCIM. IKM Manning, they're going to wrap up their season. Uh, uh, week eight, uh, week nine game, they're going to be at St. Albert Thursday night this coming week. They'll kick that off at 7 o'clock. And we'll have Jeff Honnold and Drew Derrickson in for the scoreboard show coming up for you. The New Way Auto Group scoreboard show coming up. Uh, next Friday. Iowa State football, take it on Texas. That'll come up at 9 o'clock. Thanks for joining us again here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. Have a great weekend, everybody.